I just really wanted to start the show with some Kanye. Because, you know, a lot of people talk about Kanye these days. But let's not forget about the old yay. Can I get a yay yay for the old yay? Like, you cannot. The old yay is undefeated. Period. Like, the polo yay. The flip your collars up the other way to make yourself look cool yay. That's what I'm talking about. But hey, y'all, it's time for the show. You know who I am. You know what day this is. Well, I don't know what day this is because you may not listen to it on Sundays. But this is a day of this week. So thank you for listening. (laughs) So I thought it would be great to talk about time this episode. And not just like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. But talk about like how everything has its own timing. Everything has its own season, you know? Everything in our lives has a period and a time where it manifests and is more important than another thing. And then there's sometimes that we have to just let go. So I wanted to get into that this show and kind of discuss it. And guess who I have as a co-host this time for the show? Cookie. If y'all don't know who Cookie is, Cookie is my dog. She is going to be a good co-host because she's going to chill here. And she's not going to bark at me randomly. Only if I say, Jamika home. See, her head went up. She think there's somebody in the house. I'm going to tell y'all about that joke later. But I'll be right back after this. So, let's talk about my week. This week, I think that I kept my composure. And I was cool for the most part. So, I'm really proud of myself. Um, I was a little bit tired from last weekend, the family reunion. But I had another tire incident on Thursday, and I was on my way to work, and the tire just started going crazy. The same tire I just got fixed a couple months ago, because I think I talked about it on the show. But, you know, the tire started acting up, something cracked, um, and I think it was like a sensor or something that broke as well. So I made it down to work, um, called AAA. And went to where I decided to go to work because, you know, AAA going to call the company. It's going to take them like two hours. So I go into work. Me, I'm I'm a little irritated because I'm like, this again, the same tire. But I tried to keep my composure. And I felt like because I was doing such a good job, something was like, oh, she not mad. Let's make her mad. And I feel like different things started happening to try to upset me. But I kept on telling myself internally, like, nope, nope, I'm not about to get get mad. I even made a joke with myself saying, like, yo, what's up with me and tires? Maybe this tire just messed up again because I was supposed to get a Jeep on my birthday because that's what I said. I didn't keep my word because I didn't go look for my Jeep. Like, I was making jokes out of it. Um, And just trying to make light of a situation is probably, like, really irritating. Uh, But... I felt like after that, you know, just, I ain't going to say the devil was getting into people. Because <laughs> I used to hear that growing up, and I used to, like, always think, like, how? But I don't know what was possessing people, but after that, it was just stuff left and right, even at work. Even leaving work, I got stuck on the elevator for about five minutes. Never got stuck on the elevator in my life. I was I was on the verge of getting so mad. <laughs> and it's like... I could do nothing but, like, say, you know what? I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to be cool. Y'all, I get to my car, wait for the truck, the tow truck to come. I did tell them, like, hey, I'm going to ride with you guys. 
I thought it was going to be one tow truck driver. It's two. Y'all, on the way to drop my car off at the tire place, the man was smoking hookah while he was driving. Oh, man. <laughs> I was sitting there in the car like, you know what? I'm still not going to get mad. I am not going to get mad. Because I don't understand how it's okay to smoke hookah while you're driving. I don't even know if it's an actual vape pen or, you know, a cannabis one. So we get to the tire place, right? Drop my car off. I'm like, okay, I got my laptop. I'm going to work. And I'm going to just grab something to eat. Walk to Chili's to get me some food. Work for 15 minutes. And next, next thing you know, 30 minutes later, my laptop go bad. So then... I go sit outside at the tire place because they said it's only going to be another half an hour. So I'm like, it's a nice day. It's not too hot. I sit outside. I got on leggings, y'all. My leggings got like little holes in them. Um, And that's the way that they was made. It's not like they actually had holes in them. Just to let y'all know. (laughs) But I got a suntan. So what what happened was when I took them leggings off, I had little spots. Little spots, big spots. Of where my tent, my legs was tan because I was sitting in the sun. <laughs> At that point, it was towards the end of my day, so I was like, you know what? I can't even get mad. I'ma just laugh because out of everything that transpired, this is the one that's gonna really irritate me but looking at my legs i can't do nothing but laugh because it looks like somebody repeatedly like was hitting me in my leg or i was having an allergic reaction it just looked nasty (laughs) but i decided okay that's cool i'm gonna rub some baby oil on my leg and i'm gonna go sit outside i know how to tan y'all i was outside for 15 minutes i came back so tanned and I didn't think that I'm going to have a whole bunch of tan lines. But I got rid of that spot on my leg. Whoop, whoop. Problem solved. <laughs> but I did want to talk about um, timing today. Only because I believe that a lot of things happen for a reason. And there is a season for everything. It's a season for letting go. It's a season for growing. It's a season for waiting and listening. And... I believe that I've been in my cocoon season, you know, and I I am on the verge of, like, the cocoon opening up, and I think that's how I started the show, how I started the clothing line, but I can see myself, you know, further, you know, the process furthering and me getting out of the cocoon, and I think one thing that I learned this week is my composure, like, you know, when something happened, to take a step back and be like, you know what, I could get really upset now. But maybe the tired thing happened because I needed to slow down because maybe somebody was going to have an accident. I never, You never know. Like me, I walk 15 minutes to get to work. So maybe this was something to slow me down from walking because maybe I didn't need to be outside at that current moment because somebody was out there. So I'm learning to take a chance and just like step back for a second and realize that it's hap- something is happening for a reason. Or maybe at the same time, you could be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but I am, I'm learning that. And I wanted to share it because I feel like um, the way that I used to think was I don't have to do anything. It's just stuff need to happen. And when I say I don't have to do anything, I didn't know how much work I had to put in to make it to my dreams. I always thought that, you know, things will happen just because I believe and just because I see it in my head. I always thought, like, you know, if you pray, it'll just happen. But 
honestly, if you're listening and you got that mindset or you know somebody that got that mindset, please, <laughs> please, like, do not think like that. Don't think that stuff is just going to come to you just because you're praying for it. Don't think that stuff going to come to you just because you're meditating on it. No. Like, I think it's, what do they say in the Bible? Faith without works is dead. Like, if you ain't hustling for it, if you ain't putting no action in it, then it ain't going to work. Like, it's only, there are, I will say this, there are certain people that sometimes can be at the right place, and their dreams can definitely come to them, but it's very seldom. And I'm not trying to be a negative person, negative Nancy, say that's just not going to happen. But what I'm saying is, if you want something to happen, you got to keep working on it. Like, you literally have to keep on doing something to get towards that goal. Because it's other people out here that want it just as bad as you. Maybe even more. So, I just always kind of remind myself that. But I've learned that over time, I had to mature. Like, what if I would have gotten all this stuff when I was younger, when I was really, really wanting it? What if I would have got this at 21? I might be broke by now. Yeah, my parents can guide me and tell me, you know, you should do this with your money. But if I had a million dollars, if I had five million dollars, I don't know, a hundred million dollars, like, without the maturity behind it, I probably would have blew that. Like, so I'm learning with time that I had to mature. I had to understand, like, it's certain people, they might look cool, they might look like, all right, they got it going on, but it's a whole different lifestyle. It's certain people that I just don't need to hang around. It's certain people that I just should not be friends with. It's certain things that I need to be able to see within myself to know, like, yo, that person got this trait that can possibly mean that they, you know, they got this or that. Like, they're not trustworthy. Like, I had to learn how to watch people's moves and watch my own moves because it's always somebody watching your moves too. So that came with time. Like, I would love for all of this to happen when I was younger, but I'm glad that it's happening at a time that I understand what's going on and I'm able to reason with myself and keep myself at a good composure and keep my poise and stay true to who I am. So that's why I wanted to talk about timing because... I know that a lot of us are just waiting for something good to happen. Because I, I really want something good to happen. Like, I feel like, you know, and everybody do, but they everybody feel like they supposed to have a better life. Everyone feels like, you know, things are supposed to happen for them. But I believe that it's not, sometimes it's not as bad as you want it. It's also about the timing of it. You know, some women want husbands and some men want record deals. But it's like, all right, but what what if the record, you know, what if it's not ready yet? What if you don't have all the words you haven't experienced what you have to experience to write that song? What if you what if you get there and you're not at the state where you can handle it and you lose it all? You know, what if you easily influenced by somebody else in the industry and you doing it because, you know, you want to do something because they doing it. Like, let's say we all know that cocaine is big in the industry. What if you trying to... Good your outlook is now, and then it happens and you find out it wasn't. That's true. So, it's like, I really, I'm really concerned about what we can do to make children, you know, either voice what's going on with them or why they feel like that, or... Make them not feel it at all. 
I can say for one thing for myself, um, I can't really speak for other people, but I can say one thing that held me back and that kept me in depression, and I battle with this like literally every day. Like, I would say out of seven days, I might have two good days. Two days I would consider good days. And it's only because it's not even necessarily things going wrong. It's this bully mentality that we have in ourselves. So it's your self-thoughts. So it's like, I'll be ready to do something, right? Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out the box and do this. Something in my mind and be like, sorry, sis, you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. You're not good enough. So I think that a part of the depression and suicide, it's, maybe it's not sometimes things that other people are doing to you. It's what your thoughts are doing to you. Like we have this bully mentality to ourselves. So we tell ourselves, well, you can't do this. You're not good enough to do this. If you do this, people are going to laugh at you. If you wear this, people are going to laugh at you. If you portray this, people are going to talk about you. And it's like, at what point do we stop listening to our thoughts and just do it? And I think that's one thing that keeps us down. It really kept me. It really keeps me down. And I have to tell myself, I have to ignore certain thoughts. Like when I'm about to do something. Right. Or like, I literally have not been as... Um, I haven't been on social media as much as I used to be. Right. And it's only because of the mentality that I have, that I'm trying to fight. It's like, as soon as I post something, I always think, like, somebody going to think that you you better than them. Somebody's going to have something to say this. So I took a whole step back where I don't hardly post on my page. I even created a second Facebook page because I being afraid of judgment. Well, you are. Being afraid You are of, better than them. But if, if they're wasting their time thinking about... You're, she but at the she same time, that makes you better. They may not even be about thinking that. about that though. That's that's the thing. Like yeah. you don't know what they're thinking about because you it's allow your, yourself. Is exactly, okay. that's the problem. So I think that that plays a big role when it comes to the suicide. It plays a big role when it comes to the depression, the anxiety. Only because like I don't want to. Okay, like, I'm not gonna say I know what Jessica Starr was thinking about when right. she committed suicide, but she wrote down that I can't be. A mother like I used to be. I can't be a wife like I used to be. But where do you think that those thoughts came from? Because I know that her kids didn't tell her that. Right. I know her husband. So what I'm saying is, sometimes when your thoughts tell you one thing, and my mom always had to remind me this, that when your thoughts tell you something, it's not always your thoughts. And it's not necessarily always true. But if you allow those thoughts to keep on perpetuating, yeah, they're going to grow into a big tree and they're going to be rooted inside of you. And every time you attempt to do something, every time you attempt to open your mouth, every time you attempt to go out that box, it's going to destroy all the motivation that you had to do something. Right. And you're going to go right back into that box. Like me, I will go in my little box and I will stay in my little box. My little box is being in my room and closing out all the windows, no light. I don't even listen. I don't even watch TV when I'm in my little box. I don't do anything. I don't even want to be bothered. I don't want the TV to talk to me. <laughs> I, I don't want people to talk to me. Like, and it's, and I just feel like that's a part, a lot of, like, that's a real big part of suicide that we have to teach our kids while they're young. That everything that you think, everything that you see is not exactly what it is. You know how you, like, you see a little, a little part of a picture. It's this quote that someone said that if you are standing on the side of an elephant, you can't see the entire picture. All you can see is the the elephant because it's so huge, right? right? So if you see a portion of the picture and you think that you know what it is, if you step back 
keep on moving back, then you can see the whole picture. You can see on the other side of the elephant. You can see what's around. But if you're too close and you're trying to look and trying to examine something that you're not seeing the full right, picture of. Right, too close to the situation. Exactly. So we got to teach our kids that, y'all, even though you might see this, that's not necessarily true. Even though you might hear these thoughts, that's not necessarily true. And that's the biggest thing. Like, that's one thing that we don't really teach our kids. So looking at that, it seems like it stems from uh, the number one lesson has to be self-confidence and self-expression. Yeah. Because if you feel you want to express yourself in a certain way, you shouldn't have to think about, well, they're not going to accept it. It's not for them to accept. It's for you to express. But isn't that the same thing what the LGBT community is trying to teach, you know, kids in their history when it comes to schools? So does that mean that we should accept what they're trying to put in the school books? You see what you're trying to do here? (laughs) (laughs) See what you're trying to do? I see, yeah. I tried to put you in that one. I did. I'm going to (laughs) say that we definitely should, uh, I think self-confidence, regardless of what you want to express, self-confidence is the key. It is. And, like, one thing I can say is different when I was coming up. uh, One, early 90s, everybody was trying to be culturally aware. Right. And there was a lot of programs that I ended up in that you, you did stage performances, you did, like, drama classes, you expressed yourself, you did a lot of things that built up, like, your your knowledge of culture, your culture mm-hmm. knowledge of history, um, but it was also self-confidence building, mm-hmm. why you should be proud of yourself. Not just, and, and I think that do stem from knowing your culture and knowing your history, mm-hmm. because knowing that you have a reason to be proud of yourself and that there are people like you regardless of what you are or who you are or what you look like, there are people like you that were great. That's true. And when you get to see that, then you know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, they did it with nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and I have smartphones and TVs I could talk to. I could walk in the house and tell Alexa to turn on all the lights. Mm-hmm. So all the little steps that they had to take, I don't have to take. Plus, they have their everything they did is documented. It is. I can read what they did, what they did, and pick up from there. So, like the number one thing is letting them know that you are great, and why you should have the self confidence. People are going to talk about you. Absolutely, you can't change that. Mm-hmm. Only thing you can change is how you accept the way they talk about you. Exactly. Because if you internalize it and you say, "Well, they're all mean," and maybe they're right. And all of this, it starts to bring you down. But if you take it in and you're like, hey, but I know you watching, so I at least got one fan in you. Thank you for your critique. And keep it moving. They're going to have to look at how they're presenting things at that point. Because, hey, I'm doing this to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And it ain't working. So now I want to fight you. Well, that ain't working either. Because you got to have them hands, too. That's look, true. if it comes to fighting... You gotta, you gotta fight. Like some situations, you ain't gonna be able to talk yourself out of. Not gonna, I'm not gonna sit my son under the disillusion that you need to talk your way out of everything else. I tell him now, nah. if you can't talk about it, hands and feet. Only fair fight is a fight that you ain't in. So, like, hands, feet, rocks, bottles, all that. If you want to talk after this, we can definitely do that. The only conversation after that is with the police. No. Kids, 
who attack you. Hands, feet, bottles, and rocks. Hey, look, check this out. Regardless of what happens after that, you have to know you have to accept your consequences. But know that daddy told you if they attack you, hands, feet, bottles, and rocks. I ain't gonna be mad at you. Did you defend were you defending yourself? Am I gonna accept you being a bully? Absolutely not. You're not gonna be a bully. But I won't be on the internet cutting your hair off and all that stuff, that ridiculous stuff. Oh yeah. I won't let I won't be a bully to you to show you that bullying is wrong. But I won't accept you being a bully, and I won't accept you accepting me and bully. I think that I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I will say this: other than um, children and the issues that they have, we have to learn also as adults that sometimes we got to open up those wounds from childhood issues right. that we had ourselves. And resolve those issues. Absolutely. Because sometimes they come up in your life and they come up at the wrong time. And you'll be sitting there like, <laughs> you'll be sitting up there like, why do I feel like this? Why like, am what I is overreacting? the problem? Like, why am I so dramatic? And I feel like we got to learn how to deal with it. We got to learn how to kind of talk to somebody if we can or how to heal it. Like, I've always, I was always taught to. You know, yeah, put a Band-Aid on, on the wound. You know, we, you're taught that. You hear those type of things. Put the Band-Aid on the wound. The, put the dust underneath the, the mat, whatever they call it, right. under the rug. And the thing is, if you put dust and dirt under a rug, it's going to form a little mountain under that rug. It's not going to be a stable rug. When you step on it to get into a house, Absolutely. it's going to be a little wobbly. Same thing with the wound. If you put a Band-Aid on the wound, it's not going to heal. It needs air to heal. So right. if you put it, you know, put something on a little scraping mark, it's gonna take a lot longer to heal. So what I've been doing is I'm ripping off every freaking band aid at once, and it may not be good okay, for other so people. At once, everything at once, and I only do it at it once can, for me because okay. I have a lot of growing to do. I don't have much time. I have to get on Forbes thirty under thirty, so I gotta fix this. I can't keep it. I don't want baggage. I'm okay. I'm too. I got too much stuff that I gotta do. And I ain't got time to deal with this at later in life. No, right. I'm good. Makes sense. So, me, I ripped off all the band-aids. I sit sometimes, I sit every day for about like an hour and a half. And I sit there and I analyze why I feel a certain way. Like, I realize my issue with rejection came when I was a kid. And it came when I was a kid only because I felt as though I wasn't, some somehow I wasn't good enough or somehow that... My family didn't want to deal with me. Okay. And as a kid, see, me being a kid, I thought they didn't like me. They didn't want me. I was the back sheep. But the, what it was is I couldn't go to everybody's house when they was having sleepovers and stuff. Right. They would have fun. And I used to be at, like, why can't I spend the night? So I had this whole thing of they don't like me. They don't want me. So when I grew up, I myself back. I stopped going to family functions. Right. I stopped dealing with I get wrong. Problem. Right. It's like but, these touchy subjects, like let's talk about, okay, the next t- the touchy subject, the abortions, right? Mm. That's another one that's really, really touchy for people and it's like, I want to clear this. I'm not trying to walk on eggshells. I just want to know. Help me. Help me well, learn. Make it make sense to me. The law has let them know let in me, those states, mm-mm. it ain't okay. But it's not okay for all men to Make a vote on a woman's body. Who are you true. to tell me what to do Very with my true. body? 
Very true. How can all men sit in a panel and tell me as a woman, you can't do this with your your body and we can't have no input on it? Where is the diversity in this panel? Very true. There's no diversity. So that's another thing. It's like I want to touch on all this stuff because why can't a woman do what she want with her body? At what point? If whatever comes with it, whatever well, circumstances or backlash, she will deal with that for doing what she do. You got to look at the agenda behind it. Like it, It's more so of a question, why would you think that this is okay? Why would no women be present for making this decision? Since it's not going to impact men in any way. All right. All right. I mean, he said, I mean, Dave Chappelle said some good points. He said, if you should have the the choice, if you don't have the baby, then I should have a choice if I want to take care of it. You know, like. Oh, I, I was vibing with that. Look, so check this out. If I already made it known before you had this kid, we can get down there. We can do what we need to do. I don't want kids. And you be like, no, 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 I'm keeping it. You keeping it. I don't want kids. We both was in there making this decision. So now you made a solo choice. Handle your business. See? It's your responsibility. I, you know what? I honestly... I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I, I don't see anything. Right. If we can have a choice with our body, and if a person decides to have a kid and the man doesn't want the kid, I don't think that the man should have to pay child support for it. Well, see, that opens up a lot of stuff also. Because what happens if it's the flip side? A woman don't want to have a kid, but the guy do. Should she still have the right to kill you his kid? the wrong woman. She got the right to do that. You got she the wrong one. She has the right to kill his kid. Exactly. You got the wrong one. It's in my body. It's not in yours. You the wrong one. Then she, I feel like she should fairly compensate him. No, absolutely not? not. Because it's not anything that's being done to you, your body. You're killing my kid. You should my, you put your kid in the wrong place. Okay. So <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point, it's in a lost and found. You set your and, kid in the street. Exactly. <laughs> uh, fashion, uh, TV, whatever you're doing. If you can get with like-minded people who's doing similar things, you could definitely learn a lot from each other. Even if one is a t-shirt maker and another was a dressmaker, you never know how y'all may influence each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And it'll cost a lot less. Oh, it will. It definitely <laughs> will because startup costs is a lot. It's murder. But this has been Moments with Mika. And I'm Rick. Peace. Peace. Oh, you this my part. All right, I have real questions. How does your car look right now? Is it clean on the outside but not clean on the inside or vice versa? Uh-uh. Whether you're having a hot girl summer or a city boy summer, your car need to be looking good if you're going to be looking good inside of it. So here's the resolution. Make sure you call Simply Clean Mobile Car Washing and get your car looking good. Make sure it's restored back to new. And it'll only be done at Simply Clean Mobile Car Wash. So give them a call at 586-646-0403. 586 646 0403 you will not complain i guarantee that you heard it here first on moments with mika not making the necessary moves to get the kids in a better place or to get them with a family that really wants them are we ready for that that's the thing and this is why i said that that was a tough one because the re that's the reason men shouldn't make this decision Mm -hmm. really when you go when you think about it you're forcing her to keep a kid that she's clearly have no interest in Mm mm-hmm Hey, what are you hoping that she'd see the kid and she decided to want to take care of it? That doesn't We're happen. Already struggling with our adoption uh, 